If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64 Josh. And on this bonus episode, I got my boy Steve, who has seen Super Mario Brothers movie 30 times. 30 times. It's crazy. Steve, how the heck are you? I'm doing great, Josh. Thanks for having me on the podcast today, dude. But yeah, it's it's... It's been a ride, definitely. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It's been I, a ride. I I bet that's yeah. That's that is that is something. Thirty times. I can't wait to jump into it. But before we do, like, I want to get to get to know you. Like, we we we're friends on Facebook actually mm-hmm. through Captain Dangerous. Absolutely. I think we just commented on some of her posts or something, mm-hmm. and then just kind of like, I don't I don't even know the rest. Of, I mean. Who 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 knows what that kind of stuff, right? It just it's all a mystery. It's all a mystery. But uh, uh, what's kind of some of your history with with Nintendo? How far back does it go for you? So I actually go way back to the NES, right when it when it first came out here in in, in the U.S. So my first real experience started with Super Mario Bros. Three, and I just remember um, seeing the game being played on our old CRT TV. And just being so amazed and wowed at how whimsical and fantastical the game looked. I, I was so curious. So I played it and I just remember like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, look at all the power-ups, look at all the enemies, the music. It's so much fun. And, you know, Mario 3 is really important too. Because it was just kind of that game that like kick-started everything. And just kind of made me put the concept in my head like you know what games could be mm-hmm. you know like what what could what they could achieve and yeah that's that's really the game that started it all now you were you were you were relatively young it sounds like when you started playing it but do you remember the wizard and all the hype around that movie i do i i remember the announcer being absolutely insane <laughs> to the point where i thought he needed like mental health check and, i mean this this dude was like I mean, this dude was hyped for Mario 3. He was just like, you get to your stations! And he, <laughs> like that, the dude was just bonkers. And I just remember when they unveiled the game in the movie, like all the kids like went like 
bananas. Like they started like being tables. And I, I think the only other game I have seen that has achieved that level of hype ever is Twilight Princess. Back when it was first revealed in the E3 trailer. Okay. I remember also like people like flipping out. They have Conan the Barbarian music, and then Miyamoto <laughs> comes out with the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield, and people went crazy. And so I, I think th those two in recent memory are like the two games I've seen that have garnered like such tremendous hype for their release. But yeah, it's it's it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Let's dig a little deeper into your uh, your past with the NES. What are some of your other favorites uh, on that system? So, uh, obviously, Mario 3 is right up there. Um, I also have a, a lot of adoration for Mega Man 2, Contra, Castlevania, uh, Punch-Out. So, yeah, th th those are just some of what I would say are my favorites. What I love about Punch-Out specifically is that it's a boxing game, but it's a puzzle game. Mm -hmm. So, essentially... You're just you're just there. You're little Mac. You know you're this little little dude fighting these like seemingly huge boxers, and then it's all about like trying to find out their patterns and how they work, and then you just kind of like bob and weave, and then you just kind of like exploit them. And what's what's really cool is that, especially that game, is that they always have like little like things you can do to like initiate like instant knockouts. And I just thought that level of, like, dedication to the game, like, it's so cool. Like, they reward the player for, like, creativity and thinking outside the box. And it's like, you know what? That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. But, yeah, those those are just some of them, if anything. For sure, yeah. And how about the how about the Legend of Zelda? Were you, were you a fan of that back, uh, oh, back in yes. the day? Yes, definitely so. Uh, Legend of Zelda was, was a lot of fun. Uh, I replayed it not too long ago i want to say like a couple of years ago and it, it definitely um feels like that breath of the wild took a lot of influence from that game and sense of like where to go and how to go about uh all the challenges in the world i'll tell you this though the lionels in that game are definitely nowhere near as threatening as the lionels in breath of the wild and tears of the king like don't those dudes look like they will mess you up. And then and then the dudes in the NES game are like, oh, look at me. <laughs> just, I'm a little horse guy. <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of incredible to see how far we've come in terms of that freedom and exploration and seeing it now present in Tears of the Kingdom and how much it still feels like Zelda because I, I hear a lot of talk about people saying like Tears of the Kingdom isn't a real Zelda game, which is completely ridiculous, like in my book, because Zelda was founded on the ideas of exploration and freedom. And I, I get people being, you know, used to like, you know, the, the, the linear 3D story focus, you know, like Ocarina of Time and Onward, but playing uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom it felt so surreal to play a game that had that much, you know, player freedom and sense of direction since the original game. So I, I really appreciate that they wanted to try to like change it up a bit, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, still keep it fundamentally Zelda. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
I think for me, what's great is they have the opportunity to dig into these past games. Like they could remake the very first Zelda game similar mm -hmm. to Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah. And still give us that like that very traditional Zelda, but in a way that's like it's a little bit reimagined, right? Mm -hmm. While continuing on with with the Tears of the Kingdom style and uh, the Breath of the Wild style, which is a format I I thoroughly enjoy. Like it's it's gonna be tough to go back to anything but that, you know. And I feel like it's one of those things they can continue to to improve on it and make better. And so, it's uh, in, in, you know, how do you make something that's already so good better? But they'll figure out a way. They, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if anyone if anyone knows how to improve upon their original stuff, it's Nintendo. Like they they have proven time and time again. Just despite how you know they might handle their other avenues, they know how to make games. They they understand what's important that a game needs to feel rewarding and it needs to be fun. And they're some of the best people in the industry today that know how to do that. Moving forward, like you uh, you know, obviously played a lot of the NES. How about mm -hmm. the Super Nintendo? What uh, what were some of your favorites oh, there? My God. So <laughs> Super Nintendo, oh my God. I, I still think to this day it's like one of the greatest consoles of all time. Uh, Super Nintendo, man. So my favorite Super Nintendo game ever is Mega Man X. I love the story in that game. I love how it's it's this theme about getting stronger. And it's like, um, oh, did, did X make the right choice? Did he do the right thing? Uh, later in the games, they get kind of like, he gets kind of one. Greatest intro in game. Like one of the greatest openings in gaming when uh uh what who's the i can't the guy in red um zero zero when he shows up right like and have you ever played that like with the game shark where you can't mm -hmm. die and that mm -hmm. opening sequence never ends mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> no it, it's 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 funny too because that whole sequence like you're you're led to assume that you can damage the vial the the, the enemy that you face in that moment because you've been able to damage the other enemies thus far. So when you see him just absolutely wrecking you, you feel so helpless. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's what I'm doing, having any effect on him whatsoever. And then like when he grabs you and then zero comes in and just wrecks this dude in one shot, mm -hmm. it's, it, it kind of puts things in perspective for you as the player. It's just like, oh man, this, this suit's awesome. And here I am. Mm -hmm. I just got my butt whooped. And I love how, it portrays that sense, this desire to become stronger, but it doesn't like cram it in your face, you know? Yes. It, it, it's very, very um, straightforward and very, just, uh, hey, you know, like, good luck, man. And I just remember getting all, all of the suit upgrades and all the heart, heart power-ups and energy tanks. And then I remember a friend telling me like, oh, dude, you can totally get the Hadouken in the game. I was like, what? So, so I, I tried it out, and once once I got to like the fifth go around about armored armadillo stage, and you see the container right up right before the boss room, it was just so surreal. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can like use the Hadouken and just like one shot everything. But of course, you have to be at full health to even use the thing. So it's it's more of a kind of like rewards your 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 play style if you're careful about it. I'm going to admit something here. I've never beat the game. I got to Sigma at multiple times and I could never, I could never beat him. Honestly, dude, like that, that is no shame whatsoever because Sigma is tough, man. 
Like you gotta you gotta be on your A game. Like if you're gonna beat Sigma, like Sigma, Sigma game fights have always been very hard, and it's just about like the player applying everything that they've they've learned within the game and putting it into that one fight. So I completely understand that sentiment. It it is it is a tough fight, and there's multiple phases on on top of that. So. And I'm pretty sure I may have beat one phase and was like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. That's, that's Sigma in a nutshell. When you think you've won, he's like, aha, you, you fought. But yeah. guess again. And- gotcha. Yeah, it was, it was, that was a rough go for me. I remember it's, it's still, I still am, uh, I'm still ashamed, but you know, we, 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 we must continue on, uh, any, any other notable super Nintendo games that really, really stood out to you? Okay. So, uh, uh, super Mario world. Fantastic. Uh, link to the past. Another excellent title, super Metroid, Donkey Kong country, specifically Donkey Kong country two. I love, I love playing as Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong. I thought this is, this is perfect. This is chef's kiss. And um, obviously, you know, F-Zero, Final Fantasy VI, also known as Three here in the States, Uh, Kefka Palazzo, like one of the best villains in Final Fantasy, just absolute madman. And uh, Chrono Trigger, oh my gosh, Chrono Trigger. What I love about Chrono Trigger specifically, it's a JRPG that doesn't waste your time. Because I feel like a lot of JRPGs nowadays, they they feel like they have to like extend game time by having like entirely superfluous like dialogue that really doesn't contribute anything to the main story. And what's great about Chrono Trigger is that everything in the game always goes back to the main villain Lavos. So no matter no matter what you're doing, no matter what side quest, like like Lavos is always the end goal. Granted, one of your party members could be there for, for their own reasons. And you could be there trying to figure out like, oh man, like, is this going to stop Lavos? Like it, I, so I do like that, that feeling of consistency with the side stories as well as the main story. Plus, you know, it's, it's very replayable too, you know, like there's multiple endings so that that just kind of adds to the appeal of the game. So that just means that you can go about playing it at any any point. You know, like you you could technically beat Lavos at the very start of the game, like if if you have the strength for it. You know, it's going to be hard, but you can definitely do it. Interesting. I've never played it. It's always it's it's one of those ones that's on my list that I would I I honestly hope like the team from uh, Octopath Traveler gets a hold of Chrono Trigger and does the remake or something. Oh like, man, I that. Would, I would love Dude, that. Dude, that would be sick. Like uh, Chrono Trigger in the Octopath style, like I'm I'm up for it, dude. Like if if they can get back the core team that did the original together and just kind of collaborate with them and make this like remake that just keeps what we love but of course modernizes it, that would be awesome. That would be like the bee's knees. Uh, yeah, I would, I would be, I would, I would be stoked to jump in. But even if we got just a, I, I feel like there might be a Square Enix collection or something that could be put on the Switch mm-hmm. that uh, was just from the, like the 16-bit Square Enix collection would be a great, you know, like a great, a great game for the Switch to be able. Oh, to jump absolutely, yeah, dude. The, they could, they could put like Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, like 
at that at that time, like Square Square Enix or SquareSoft, if if you prefer, they they made like some banger RPGs, dude. Like Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana. Like they they knew what they were doing for sure. Well, we could continue on forever with your history of uh, of the of Nintendo games. It seems mm-hmm. like, and we might Absolutely. have to have you come back to talk more about it. But I want to get into you seeing Super Mario Brothers the movie thirty times. Like how, how like how did this come about? So, <laughs> um, I remember I remember seeing the first teaser trailer. And I just thought to myself, okay, okay, this looks good. Okay, Mario looks like Mario. Okay, good, good. And I guess the further down we got to the movie's eventual release, the more excited I got just to how much like it was faithfully recreating the feel of the games. And and I remember I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm gonna see this movie seven times, beat Man of Steel, because Man of Steel was the movie I had seen the most in theaters prior to Mario. I saw that movie six times. Okay. So I wanted Mario to like take the spot because Mario is my favorite series in pop culture in, in general. So uh, yeah, that was the original goal. But then after the seventh showing, I started thinking to myself, how far can I take this? How, how, how crazy can I go with this movie so i kind of just started inviting friends and as i got deeper into it i thought hey you know what let's let's see what we can do let, let, let's let's see how much i can do this and and still have a great time with it so yeah i just started inviting friends left and right i was like oh hey you want to go see mario you want to go see the super mario bros movie and Thankfully, most of them hadn't seen it at that point yet, so I was happy to take them, see it there, and then just flip out and you know geek like, oh my god, look, it's it's blah 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 blah, and having having a great time. And by the end of it, I was like, you know what, man, that felt good. That felt, that felt really fun. That was awesome. I'm glad I got to enjoy the movie that many times. And now it's on digital, so I can watch it whenever I want. There you go. So. Like, let's go back to the very first time. Mm-hmm. Like, as a f- longtime fan, what what was your initial what was your initial response? So I absolutely adored it. I thought it, it was it was very fun, very reminiscent of like the fun that you would get from Mario games. Um, I really enjoyed how the plot was very straightforward. It didn't try to like complicate or like give depth to Mario. Because that, that's not what Mario is about, you know? Like, Mario is just about being fun, you know, exciting, and just, you know, silly. And I'm glad that the people behind the movie understood that and indulged in it. Like, a very straightforward story. Like, oh, okay, I gotta stop Bowser. And I love the runtime specifically. Like, it's, they, they were just all about having the movie move forward. There, there wasn't there wasn't a scene where I thought, oh, that could have been trimmed out. Like a lot of movies nowadays have this problem where they feel like they need to be these like endeavors to sit through. And you're just going, oh, my goodness. Ooh, oh, man. But so I really appreciate the Mario movie like being as quick as it is. 
So that means that just means you have a good time. Oh, like, oh, you see the movie, your favorite characters come up, they go on this adventure, and oh, they save the day, boom. And then, you know, that's that's the end of it. And that's that's all I really needed it to be, you know, just just a fun movie that was faithful to the games, that didn't drag itself out and was just fun. And and for me, the movie hit all those points. How many times in did you see it until you did not see something you hadn't seen before? Right. Like I've seen it four times and every time I saw it, I saw something new. So oh, yeah, yeah. like how many times did you, did you see something all 30 times or like how many times would you say you were like, okay, I think I've seen every Easter egg at this point. So I think by the time I got around to my 10th showing, I had seen everything that I could possibly have seen. But then, but then of course, you know, this is not taking into account, you know, freeze framing the movie, like every single frame and being like, okay, so mm-hmm. only those like at the moment stuff, like, I mean, there's so many things that get, like, homages here. Like, like not including Mario itself. Like, you also see, you know, Star Fox, Kid Icarus, F-Zero, all, like, the major, like, NES sports games, Kung Fu. So, it's just really cool that they went to that level of, like, you know, detail. Mm-hmm. And, like, putting, like, all these, like, cool little Easter eggs for, like, hardcore Nintendo fans to pick out. And I was like, oh my god, that's so that's so cool. And and the musical cues, like, oh my god, I'm I'm very glad Brian Tyler com- collaborated with Koji Kondo to put the music in the game. I was also very, very surprised to hear that originally um Illumination wanted to use uh Van Halen's jump for the the pivotal scene, like with the, the climax between Mario, Luigi, and Bowser. And I just remember when I first heard about that, I thought to myself, why? So, so it, it was really, really nice that he actually fought the studio and that, hey, look, listen, man, this, this, this is like one of the big scenes in the movie. And this is something that, this is something that every Mario fan is going to know, young and old. They're, they're going to know what this is. And they need to know that the thing that comes with it is accompanied. So uh, I'm really glad that they used the, the appropriate music as opposed to using Van Halen's jump. Not to say that the, it's not a great song, but it, it just shows that, you know, the composer had love and reverence for the series that he wanted to properly do it justice. So I thought, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was really cool of him to, to, to fight the studio to get that music in the, in the movie. Going back to Easter eggs, was there, did you have a moment like, you know, as you had seen it, you know, multiple times that you were like, oh, I can't believe I missed this one in particular. Like for me, I remember spotting the game and watch mm-hmm. behind, um, like before they do that kind of the, where it looks like the first level of Super Mario Brothers, right? Where oh, the yeah. van won't start. And then the other one was noticing that the, the guy reading the book, there's a Pikmin next to him. Yep. And he's also reading a book that says Galaxy, Galaxy. Mm-hmm. right? And so the, that just the, those were a few that kind of really jumped out at me. Are there any for you that kind of that kind of jumped out? Um, okay, so I want to say one that I took a minute, like to double take. Like, wait a second, 
like like you notice it but you're not 100% sure it's when um they are going through the uh the the sewers to fix the uh the piping in Brooklyn and when Mario and Luigi crash through the wall um the wall is in the shape of Mario's head from the older games oh, okay. and when I finally noticed it, I was like, oh, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. So essentially built with bricks, so it looks like pixels. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's one I need to look for then. Mm-hmm. Tell me again which part that was at. Uh, it's right near the, near the start of the movie. Like It's right when um, um, they had just finished doing their first job. Um, and then the news report comes in about like how there's flooding all over Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so then Mar and Luigi got to go underground to see like, oh, right. well, what's wrong? And then that's that's when the, the Easter okay. Happens. So when they, that that pipe breaks and they end up falling mm-hmm. through that wall, it's shaped yeah. like his head. Interesting. Okay, that's a great catch. Mm-hmm. That is a great catch. I love that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Steve, thank you so much for for taking the time to sit down with me and. Oh. Uh, and and talk about this this is your very first podcast you've had a number of people tell you you got to get started in content so now you've got you've got the podcast under your belt now next up is tiktok youtube or something like that uh we'll have you back once that launches so that you can you can you can shout it out because you really don't have any place we don't have any place to send people right now right yeah not at the moment I i don't have anything now um i'm definitely trying to see if i can get something started just so I can like, you know, okay, cool. I mean, I like talking about these things. I like, I like yeah. providing my own opinion, my, my own perspective on these matters. But yeah, no, it's it's been really great, man. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's it's always fun to talk about Mario. Like anytime, like, wait, what? It's uh, I just have a blast. But thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so so glad to have you on, and we will uh, we will do it again because I wanna I wanna continue on the the journey with you all the way up through your switch because I know you got sixty four still to talk about, and mm-hmm. and so it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye bye.